Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Hey guys, another episode of the Believe in Padres Prospects podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. San Diego's number one sports podcast network. This is episode 61. Wait, did you hear my little spot on Dodgers Nation last week? I have not yet, but it is saved. I don't know if it's a thing that's going to age great. Like it's kind of bef- it's before the Dodgers series. I don't think that's something you go back and listen to. Okay. It's not evergreen content. I'll, I'll pass. <laughs> yeah. Once you've <laughs> – if you haven't heard it yet, I don't think it's worth going back to listen to. But uh, it's fun. I think we have a good – our show has a good rapport with their show. And they were introduced to Pottery's Twitter a couple weeks ago because one of their co-hosts – was talking about how Mike Clevenger would be like a, a four, a number four on a, on a good team. Did you hear that? At no. All? You didn't see that on Twitter? Get out of here. Uh, it, I watched the clip of him and I don't, it didn't seem like he was trolling, but then we were, when I was with them on their show, it seemed like he was a, he like was a moderately intelligent guy. So I don't think he was having that bad of a take, but anyway, um, fun having them on. We had Clint on our show a few weeks ago and I got to go in there live pregame show, which is fun too. I'm sure we'll continue to talk to them as the season progresses. So today talking Dodgers series, a little, little normal three game series that just wrapped up here in San Diego. That's the last time we're going to see the Dodgers. It seems like we're pretty locked in to the seating at this point. And if all things go well, we'll see them in the postseason. Second round. Yeah. In Texas. That's going to be weird. Yeah. We fucking Texas though. True. Um, before we get into the show, so we're talking Dodger series. That's kind of going to take up the bulk of the show. Francisco Mejia's back. Are you stoked? No. Okay. That's our, that concludes <laughs> our Francisco Mejia coverage. Uh, you want to get to the bell online read? The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at bet online. Probably you should take Wade's um, locks of the week after he won last week. I wouldn't be following Ryan if you're going to be betting. I didn't lose money last week. We pushed. Okay. Or lock of the week pushed. Check out those futures though. Um, Not really any I'm a fan of, but uh, Bet Online has a ton of futures on there. There are still futures available. I like like getting a week or two into the season and then hitting the futures because, I don't know, preseason futures. Especially with no... Actual preseason? Yeah, no I, didn't, idea. I didn't know one thing about the teams going into week one. No. But from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. And there is always the online casino as well. It never closes. So go to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. I never heard of half of these guys, and the ones I do know are way past the prime. Most of these guys never had a prime. This guy here is dead. You're talking a lot of shit to a guy who hasn't lost a lock of the week yet this year. Uh, 
is a push, not a loss. You get your money back. I guess. So, I mean, I'm hot. <laughs> it's the hottest you've ever been. <laughs> uh, before we get into the, the real show, and then we're going to do locks of the week at the end of the show as per usual. The Padres, I don't, you guys may have heard if you're following the prospect community at all. I think about a week ago, Padres signed international prospect Jose Luis Reyes. He's a six foot two, 190 pound right-handed pitcher from Mexico. Ooh, Goran Dragas just took one in the face here watching uh, Heat Celtics game two. But uh, 6'2", 190 for a guy that just turned 18. That's a big boy. Like I was – well, I'm, I'm a skinnier than average person. Uh, I was like a buck 60 in high school and I was his size or his height. So – and you kind of were too. You were a skinny guy. Used to be. Uh, yeah, <laughs> used to be. We don't want to put you on the scale now. Um, he's considered one of the best prospects in Mexico. So kind of a sneaky late international signing by Preller here. He's currently playing in the League of Prospects in Mexico, and his club team is Aguilas de Mexicali. So um, having a good little career in Mexico. He's sitting 88 to 92 right now with a fastball, which when you were in high school, did you face anyone that ever threw harder than that? I know the top, top prospects in high school are hitting 95 to 98 now, and it's not that There weird. were a couple guys in high school that, yes, were throwing harder. There's a couple, that. but that was like the best you had. And apparently he has a four-pitch mix. He's He's a pretty interesting little guy. And I say little, he's, he's a big dude. Um, young, young lad, I guess. Um, the, the 2020 international class is going to get signed this winter. So even though he's not part of that class, they're kind of going to bleed into each other a little bit. So instead of the July class, uh, you're going to get this winter class instead. And the Padres are going to have 5.899 million and some change to spend in their bonus pool. That's the second largest bonus pool in baseball along with a few other teams who are in that same pool. And then the the teams in, I don't know if you guys care or if Wade cares, but the teams that are in the top tier bonus pool who have the most money to spend are the Brewers, the Reds, the Marlins, the Rays, the Tigers, and the Twins, who are going to spend uh, just over $6.4 million on their international class. And you can add to that too. You can trade bonus pool money. So we'll see what Preller does in the offseason. You can kind of always expect him to be frisky with the international signings. Um. It's just kind of you know a thing to keep an eye on. Going he loves forward. those international signings. That's where he uh, makes his bread. Makes his bread. It is. Yeah. Would you say the first time bread and butter? But it's really just the bread. It's where he butters his bread. True. There, that too. So, um, we kind of glossed. I was making fun of Mejia, but Mejia is back. Does that matter to you at all? He's had one at bat so far. Correct. I don't. Mean, did he have one at I, bat? He did have one at bat, and he popped up to the catcher. I think – I don't know if it was to the catcher, but he popped up. If you're the Padres, I respect that they're not messing around this year and they're just, okay, who's going to help us win? Like Mejia, we, we want to develop Mejia, but he's not performing right now. So I know you want – you invested a lot in Francisco Mejia. You traded one of the best relievers in baseball for Mejia a couple of years ago and he was a really well-regarded prospect when he came over. The hit tool was supposed to be – outstanding um the power is supposed to be not far behind it either and he was supposed to just be working on his defense and so far the hit tool which is supposed to carry him he hasn't shown up betting 79 (laughs) uh yeah when your batting average starts with a zero that's not great so i I, you play nola and you play castro and both have been very good so far i don't know where they're going to find time to play francisco mejia maybe he's just better off at the alternate site Right. I don't think he's making the postseason roster. Although with the way the roster 
is set up with with extra players, I think they're going to still carry into the playoffs. Is it going to be down to 26 by then? I do not know I think that. it's 26. But even if it's 26, that's an extra player than we've had in normal years. The the rules, and this is this is pre-COVID, has nothing to do with COVID, but they've extended the rosters to 26. I think there's room for a third catcher, especially when the Padres like to change in and out their catchers so often. It's nice to just have a guy, Ty France, your emergency catcher is gone. I know you're a big Ty France fan. It kind of makes sense to carry a third catcher, emergency catcher. Yeah, I think I'd rather carry an extra bullpen guy, but that's just me. Who's an extra bullpen guy that you feel really great about that you I don't know. Bring? Say, Joey, Joey Lucchese? Say we're up 12 to 1 in a game. Let's just, you know, get an innings eater out there. Um, well, our innings eaters, who are the long guys now? Do we have a long guy? Strom. Strom can go multiple innings. I guess a few of the guys can go like two, but there's no there's no Cal Quantrill anymore. Morihone, it seems br- like. Morihone. I imagine he makes the postseason roster. And he then, should. He's and been then pitching well. Lucchese is kind of the only other one I can think of. Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess having the long guy too helps if you're getting blown out for some reason. Or if we're blowing out. I don't expect us to be getting blown out. If there's blowing happening, you kind of just want the long guy. Right. To save your bullpen. Yeah. The blow guy. Yeah, I guess that's a, that's a good <laughs> way to call him. So the Dodger series. This – I went on the Dodgers Nation show and very confidently was talking up the Padres. As, Why wouldn't you? We as were, one should. We were super hot. And then I predicted that they would win the series, the first series against the, the Dodgers they'd win all year. And I predicted they'd win two out of three. And they won game one. And then what do you think happened in game two and game three? I, I don't want to say they, they blew it or choked or anything. I thought they played okay. They came back pretty pretty nicely in game three when you thought things were getting out of hand. It, it shows their resilience that they've been doing all year where they're you know not afraid of late deficits. They trust in their own bats. And it was a it was a weird kind of bullpen day from Tingler. I didn't expect there to be a bullpen day. I guess Paddock still isn't quite ready to go or they didn't want to rush him or even right. if he was ready, like why bother this game? The game kind of did mean something though. So I don't want to say it didn't mean anything. Why why do you think Tingler and Preller, I guess, I'm assuming this is an organizational decision, decided to just kind of throw in a bullpen day in game three? I know the Dodgers were doing the same thing, but who gives a shit what the Dodgers are doing? Right. I I didn't really understand it. I mean, I get starting Morion, especially with the lefty-heavy Dodger lineup. But like, let him go more. Why is he not being right? Why is extended? he extended? Why is he on a limit? I don't understand it. I get a limit, but why is the limit not increased at all ever? Right. Every time he's come into the game, it's well today he's on a forty pitch pitch count, and then the next time he pitches, like well today he's on a forty pitch pitch count. So usually you're trying to. Uh, build up the the pitch count for the for these guys especially the young the young pitchers and if you if it's not consistent enough playing time for Morihone where you're not you're not extending him then have him go back to the alternate site build up the innings come back pitch four or five innings i he's been really good when he pitches and right. he doesn't even get through the order a second time cuz he's only pitching two innings so you're kind of wasting Morihone in my opinion agreed Again, I mean, especially that was like his time to shine with all the lefties on the Dodgers. It's like, let him go today. Do you think they're trying to hide anyone? 
Like maybe they're trying to limit their exposure to. I Lamar think they're Hunt. definitely try, trying to hide Clevenger. That's why they purposely scheduled him not to be against the Dodgers. We talked about that. We think that Clevenger, who's been in the American League his whole career until this season, he's not going to see the Dodgers at all until theoretically they meet in the postseason if the Dodgers can handle their business. Nice. Um, they do you think that was on purpose? Because I I don't think there's I think it's a good idea to hide Clevenger. There's no reason not to. There's right. No, I know the series meant a lot, and we wanted to win as fans. And I'm sure that the, the team you could tell how seriously the team was taking that series. Trent Grisham's reaction to the home run off of Kershaw, so sweet. The drama coming on both sides, and I don't want to hear any Dodger fan try to speak for the Dodgers and say, "Oh, you guys took the you were taking it way more seriously than we were." You can you can fuck off because everybody wanted to win that series. If the Padres had come up and stolen that series and gotten two out of three or swept and made this a real NL West race, that matters a lot. That's in the back of the heads of the Dodger players now. Like we're we're on your ass. So I don't think they were tanking the series or were indifferent towards the series. And if anything else, they just wanted to shut up the arrogant Padres. They wanted to win to shut us up. Right. Because not afraid to talk. No. So where was I going with that? Grisham. You, no, no, no. Grisham uh, talking shit after the home run. It was a really intense series. And I don't think – I think the Dodgers were taking it just as seriously as the Padres were. Agreed. Long term. It was great beating Kershaw though. Like that was the guy to beat, you know? Felt good. It was. Getting game one, it really sucks that we couldn't win the series. And now, I mean, I talked about this with the the Dodgers Nation crew. Winning the series, I I said this before the series started, it would have been nice to win or it would be nice to win. But if you don't, you know, we're okay, we're the four seed and then we'll see you in the second round. So what's the Right, we're seeing you in the second round regardless. What's the real difference? It's they get to be home team in game five if you you, They play the Marlins who – or I think they might have even switched the, – the Marlins keep moving up and down, so it's hard to keep track. But they're playing the Marlins and we're playing the Phillies round one. I don't see a huge difference there. No. I know the Marlins on paper aren't supposed to be hot shit, but they've been just as good, if not better, than the Phillies. In fact, I think they're in second place in the, their division right now. So, again, it would have been really nice to win the division just to shut up some Dodger fans for a little bit and end their streak of consecutive division titles – but that World Series is going to be much more important. And if everybody's making the postseason, then it doesn't really matter. Hang hang up your 2020 division title championship Dodger fans. Put that up on your on your wall. Doesn't matter to us. Right. Same World Series in the past 10, 15 years. How do you think they're going to match up once the postseason does start? We do have, I mean, two aces on the team. So one they haven't seen. Right. Which I think is a huge advantage. Right. I mean, it would be very nice to have a lefty just because it seems like nah. every single Dodger is a lefty. I've heard a lot about uh, that lefty-righty stuff game to, on a game-to-game basis from some smart industry people who are kind of like, okay, you're righty starter one day, and then the next day you go lefty starter. That's not really screwing anyone up. What what gets them is the in-game changes. So when you start with Lamette and they have to see Lamette twice – and then Corey Seager, Max Muncy, Bellinger are seeing Matt Strom in, right. for their third at bat. Yeah. They don't get to adjust on Lamette, and then they have to face a tough lefty or Tim Hill. 
Um, it's not, I'd much rather do that than force Joey Lou Casey to start a game because he's left-handed. Yeah. So again, I mean, we have two very, very good starters. I think where we will get into trouble in the postseason is that third and fourth starter. Yeah. So let's, let's say we get through to round two and it's the Dodgers. Lamette has shown the ability to get Dodgers out. Clevenger, I have, I don't really have any concerns about Clevenger. Clevenger has been historically since he's been healthy and he's been healthy all year. He he has, he had back issues in Cleveland kind of on and off, but he's been fine so far and I'm not worried about him. He's, he's one of the top 10 pitchers in baseball when he's healthy. And that's according to uh, all the war metrics. That's according to, you know, his ERA. That's according to his, he gets over 10 strikeouts per nine. He's not a huge bat misser, but he he's really, really good at limiting hard contact. He's in like the 91st percentile in generating weak contact. So that's where he thrives. The, the pitching staff after those two is a great point. So that's going to be a five-game series against the Dodgers. You need more than two pitchers that you can rely on. Right. Is Paddock right by then? I don't know. So Paddock's been up and down this year. Garrett Richards. Garrett Richards has kind of been up and down this year. I I like Richards just because veteran presence, you know, kind of intangible bullshit that you can't quantify because you don't really have any positive things to say about him this year. He hasn't been that great. Um, I think you it, it's going to be all up to Lament and Clevenger to win their games and then, you know, survive a game or two and then – you go back to the well with Clevenger or Lamette. Right. More importantly than that, can the bullpen be healthy by then? So let's say you do have to rely on Paddock or Richards for game three. And let's say it's a 1-1 series. Maybe this is where Adrian Morahone comes in too. So you go Paddock for three, you go Morahone for three and do kind of a, a, a bullpen light day where it's Paddock gets the start. And then Morihone comes in and then you bring it and then it's, you know, seven, eight, nine, you bring in your best relievers. I did see, did you see this, the playoffs? There are no off days in the series. It's just five days in a row. So three days. No in travel a row. days. Yeah. Right. But so, I mean, trying to rest your pitchers, it's. You can't fudge the pitchers anymore. Right. Where, uh, so that definitely comes into play, especially with the bullpen. Well, I think it hurts the Dodgers just as much as it hurts us because I was talking to the, the Dodger guys again and the thing they asked me was, where do you see the vulnerability with the Dodgers? And I don't, do you have, a, do you see anything with the Dodgers that you think they're not that great at? To be honest, not really. I think it's, <laughs> I think they're, they're light. Uh, the, their depth in starting pitching is not very strong. Similar to ours, I guess we, we've seen that the last, the last series where we, we don't rely on Paddock or Richards anymore. So I think the depth with the Dodgers could be, an issue for them just as much as it is for us. So after Kershaw, who's healthy now, but has had, you know, famously back problems every year for the last several years and Walker Bueller's out right now with a nasty blister that can totally flare up again at any moment when he decides to start pitching again, you've had a blister on your pitching hand before. I have not luckily, but if you had blisters on your fingers, golf, anything feet, feet. Okay. On the, on the fingers, I, if I, for some reason, didn't have a golf glove one day, I can get a blister on my hand really bad. 
and it's tough to grip something tight and pitching blisters I've never had. But when I think of pitching blisters, I think of Josh Beckett and he used to get them all the time and it would be a recurring thing with him. And you, it, it's, if you can pitch through it, you're going to have issues with your breaking pitches, right? You're not going to have the same grip um, on the seams that you normally would just because of the, uh, the discomfort you have with the, the blister. So if Walker Bueller continues to have blister issues, I mean, the playoffs are what? Less like two weeks ago away, two weeks away. Yeah. This, that could be an issue for him. And then Dustin may they're they're not sold on Dustin may yet as a, as a six, seven and eight starter. He's also battled some injury issues. So may Julio Arias, those guys are going to have to be impact pitchers for them. And that's assuming Kershaw and Bueller are both good to go in the postseason. And right now it looks like they're probably going to be, but even if let's say they are, they're number three and number four pitchers who we're going to have to use. That's going to be an issue for them just as much as it's going to be an issue for us. And I trust our offense a little bit better this year. I know they have the stars, but Bellinger's had a crappy year. Muncie's had a crappy year. You're going to rely on AJ Pollock. Like, yeah. I know other than bets, like bets and Seager have been outstanding, but other than that, they've been very average offensively. So thoughts on the Dodger series, just to sum up here, it sucks. We couldn't get that one series, but you know, what's really hard to do is, is winning a series against the same team four times in a row in right. a season. Like the dot, like I, I would have bet on the Padres to win the third series just because odds are you're going to win a series. And so now the Dodgers have to beat the Padres four straight times. Actually, the second series was best of four and they, it was Tied. two, two. Right. So, but they didn't, the Padres didn't win. So the, the Dodgers have to win three straight series against the Padres, essentially. That's, I don't know if you're, if you're a gambler and you follow those kind of things, like when you, when you're betting on NFL games, I don't know if this is applicable or not, but let's say it's two division teams that both make the postseason one year and one division, a division, the division team that beat the other team was two and zero during the regular season. And they meet in the playoffs. It's tough to bet on them a third time because they've seen you three times now. And they've had three or two times to learn from their mistakes. You learn a lot more from mistakes than you do winning. So winning's great. You always choose winning, but that third time, that's really hard to do. And I know they're going to be confident. The Dodgers are going to be confident going into that series, but the Padres, I think are going to have that FU mentality going right. into it. The chip on their shoulder, which I think kind of these guys like to have, it seems like. I think they do like it. I think they're much hungrier than the Dodgers. And I think that there's more pressure on the Dodgers. We're playing with house money this year. We're not supposed to be here. And the Dodgers are supposed to be there and they're supposed to win the World Series. And they've got like two monkeys on their back right now. The World Series losses, they they win the division all the time. They can't win the World Series. They feel like they got robbed by the Astros. And we're the team that's hot, that's got the the we're taking over baseball culture. We don't care about your unwritten rules. We're going to we're going to pose at home plate. We don't care. We're coming, we're coming for you. So that's, that's in our favor. And I like that more as the underdog. That's arguably just as talented as this, as the Dodgers are this year going into the postseason. I like, I like the chances in a five game series too. So you're saying there's a chance. Yeah, I am. I am saying there's a chance. And uh, man, are Dodger fans just the worst on Twitter. They're pretty bad, but again, I would put Giants fans as worse than them. 
I mean, don't the don't pottery fans kind of ask for it though too? We talk a lot. Pottery fans, pottery's they, Twitter does ask for it. They yes. talk the most of anyone. Would agree. It is, and I love it. Here's some things. If anyone on the dot, if anyone Dodgers Twitter happens to listen to this, explain a couple of things to me. One, what is the Dodgers Stadium South supposed to mean? Like, are, is that supposed to be talking shit? Like. San Diego is so great that you come down here to watch the games. That's that's your shit talk. You call it Dodger Stadium South. Does that does that offend you at all? Does that bother you? Well, I mean, what they're getting at is that we don't have fans and we don't show up to the games and they buy all our tickets and like they just take over is what they're I th- they're where they're coming from. I think which I mean in the past it's like in the past when yeah. the Dodgers and Giants have played us it seems like the stadium is 70 if not more percent those fans yeah we've had some garbage teams right i think with if we were to be able to go to games with this team this year Padres fans aren't giving up those tickets now no and also i don't mind that there's a lot of dodger fans in san diego we'll take your money we yeah (laughs) (laughs) spend money at a hotel spend money at the ballpark spend money at all of our restaurants around downtown like right cool <laughs> dodger stadium is one of the most overrated stadiums in baseball your stadium's a dump yeah right. we get it you're gonna make the two-hour drive down here to enjoy our beautiful ballpark that, yeah that doesn't bother me that you sorry we vacation where you live <laughs> we live where there you, you vacation there it is sorry we live where you vacation yeah and just like as people in san diego know there's just a lot of transplants in san diego so we get that we're used to it that's that was the problem with the chargers all these years that uh, lots of Charger fans, but when the Packers or the Steelers were here, that's just kind of how it is. You you have family that grew up in those locations and you support those teams. Um, the other thing I don't really get is like making fun of the Padres for having no history of winning. So the Dodger fans talk shit that like, oh, it's, it's the first time you guys have ever been good. It's like, well... No, but second of all, um, yeah, it's a lot easier to be a Dodger fan when your team wins all the time. You know what's hard? And what I respect more is supporting your hometown team, even though they're always bad. Right. That's that's being a true baseball fan. It's cool. Yeah, you guys are always good. Congratulations. You know, that's a really easy time to be a fan. When's the last time you've won, though? True. 88. Right. Yeah. So uh, Most of you weren't even born. Yeah, so – uh, GTFO there. And also, yeah, we've, we've been long suffering pottery fans. That's, that's a badge of honor. We, we know that we embrace that. That's our sports culture is being the, the city that is never good and breaks our heart all the time. And we embrace it. And you know what, this year, now that we're good, this is really sweet for us. We earned it. We, I guarantee we are way more excited 100% more excited about being good this year, being in second place than you Dodger fans feel about your first place Dodger team. So deal with that. That's deal all with it. That's what I have to say to Dodger fans. I don't stop trying to talk shit about your team be, being better than ours. Yeah, no shit. We don't care. And then also the Dodger Stadium South thing bring us your money. So that's how I feel about that. Had to get that off my chest too, Wade. Nice. Before we get out of here, got locks of the week. What about a uh, – Let's review last week first. What, well, what about the um, announcement the Padres made today that he, the Seattle Mariners are no longer hosting us and they are traveling to San Diego to play this game? 
Padres got an off day to not travel. Love it. It's pretty sweet. I mean, yeah. I was missing the Padres this week or today. We're recording on Thursday. Kind of, kind of nice to get the boys an off day after a tough series of the Dodgers. Right. Not have to get on a plane. Yeah, if they can take advantage of that, that's a nice little advantage. I hope Tatis is taking advantage of that because he is rolling over on everything. He's struggling. I saw someone on Twitter. I'd like to mention who, but they were talking about how Tatis has been in a slump, but his his exit velos are still really high. Okay, this is where exit velocity needs a little launch angle because exit velocity is great, but if you're hitting the ball, you know, if off the bat it's 94 miles per hour or something, and it's going, it's a it's a three hopper to shortstop. That's right. not good. Yeah, he's hitting the ball hard, but the he's Hosmer also exit velo. Yeah, it's the you don't want to be there. That's you don't want to have the Hosmer exit velo. So I don't like him lunging over the plate. Like early in the season, it seemed like he was staying back on everything. when he was. When the the pitch was low and outside, he would just take it up over the right field bleachers. Right. We now, saw him do it. It seems like he's trying to pull everything. Now he's pulling it all. I'm not a scout. I don't pretend to be one. But it does look like – I mean we've seen all of his, his at-bats. He is He's leaning out over the plate and rolling everything to shortstop. And this is where as an MVP candidate, we're seeing pitchers adjust to you probably. They're sticking away from you. And this is where he has to make the adjustment back. And right. he's a young player. He will. It could it could take some extra time. It could take, you know, maybe an off day or two for him to get his head right. Um, it sucks not having in-game video. Not that I'm sure he really used it much last year. But Javi Baez really complaining about that in JD video. Martinez too. Yeah. They're and they're having shitty years. So we'll see. Uh I would have really loved to, for Tatis to win uh the MVP as the youngest ever, but if He's he's been so ice cold and going to the the end of the year. If if you're this cold, I don't know how you still has a week to prove himself. Yeah, maybe this day off day paid off. Finishing up with the Giants. Could be always, big always good to see the Giants. Target locked. So last week, lock of the week, Wade took the Rams plus three. I like the scoreboard up here; it keeps everything organized. And I took the Bengals plus three at home against the Chargers. That was a push. I'll take point five points right there. Wade will take the full point, so he's up early in week one. Who do you have for week two? I did not like any of the spreads this week. It's a tough slate. Lots of high point spreads. Right. Lots of teams you traveling do. east, but not getting points. They're giving the points. Right. And you'd, I mean, usually you'd think fans would play a factor, but now I guess the only place that does factor is Kansas City. And their fans <laughs> are getting COVID, so I don't know how much longer they're going to be there. Right. So... As not liking anybody, I am going to go with the Monday night game. I'm going to take the Saints minus six against the Raiders. I do like it. There weren't a lot of great games to choose from. I agree. And I don't think the the Raiders last week didn't look like they could stop anything on on defense. Correct. The the Jags, if the Jags are scoring 30 plus on you. Minshew. Minshew mania. Minshew. Is that, a, is that a new thing? Uh, Berman. He oh, came back he and do he did that. <laughs> Loved it. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I think the Saints are going to be okay. Even though Michael Thomas, I think, might not play. Don't care. They're going to be fine. I like, you know, my, my trend this year. What's my trend this year, Wade? Uh, you are going to bet against the Chargers every Fade week. Fade the Chargers. And so Kansas City, um, Opened up as an 8.5 favorite against the Chargers. I believe that game's in LA. That's going to be, that's huge. I think Kansas City is going to play even better in LA. Dome with that speed. 
no fans. Not that it would have mattered. Charger Center is out. Yeah, the Chargers are missing Derwin James. They just lost their center. Chargers, are what, bad. 16 against the Bengals, who are the, one of the worst teams in the league? Right. Tyrod's not moving that ball. No. So uh, uh, I think this is going to be a blowout. I think it's easily a two-touchdown win for the Chiefs, and we're going to go Chiefs land the – I got it at eight and a half. I think it's at nine now. A but lot of points were given this week. Lay the nine. Whatever it is. If it's ten, lay the ten. I don't care – I think this is going to be an easy blowout. I don't normally in a game like this, I would say to myself, what does Vegas know that I don't know? Cause they usually know a lot more than me, but in this case, I think they're just Vegas lost last weekend. Mm, there you go. Fade Vegas this year. So yeah, we got the, we got the chiefs minus eight and a half or nine, wherever you've seen it. And then the, the saints minus was it seven, six, six. We are laying a lot of points. Yeah. Not really a good thing to lay a lot of points. Don't normally like doing it. Last week, we won money taking the points. Well, I did. Well, no. I mean, in this. I mean, uh, <laughs> in, in, overall, we, we had some other bets going on last week. And our, our strategy was to take points in week one because Vegas, nobody knows uh, what was going on in week one. So we happily accepted the points and won some money. And if you're doing Eliminator Challenge, Chiefs advanced. Hey, Brett Tomko in the Believe Eliminator Challenge pool. Brett Tomko is out, host of the Dodgers uh, Believe podcast, former pitcher, former Padre pitcher. Had a cup of coffee with the Padres and was pretty – I liked Brett Tomko. Yeah, he was solid. Get him out of here though. He took the Colts last week, so I wanted to talk shit to Brett Tomko. Poor Rivers. Poor Rivers, I know. End of the game, throws that pick. I was like, that's that's so Rivers. Rivers down a touchdown with two minutes left. Classic. (laughs) Yeah, it was. Enjoy Indianapolis. So uh, this week I'm taking the Green Bay Packers. In the Eliminator. They're uh, playing... The Lions. That's it. I always forget. Yeah, they're playing the Lions. I think uh, I think the Packers are for real. And I think the Lions, who are battling some running back injuries, have proven already in week one that they're not going to be for real. So there you go. Take the Packers and the Eliminator. And don't mess around. So there you go. Thank you all for listening. Please follow the show's Twitter account at Friar Farmhands. And if you enjoy the show, subscribe. We're on all your favorite platforms. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify and iHeart. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Please leave your comments, questions, concerns, and your rating of the show on all platforms. You've been listening to Believe in Pottery's Prospects on the Believe Podcast Network, San Diego's number one sports podcast network. I am Ryan Hart. That was Wade. Talk to you next week. Got nothing. I didn't have anything. I froze. I know where you're coming from, Leon. Believe me, I know. I heard your story, and uh, it's something I relate to. But uh, I got to say, if I learned anything, it's that gambling is not your problem. It's not. Not even close. I don't know how to say this without sounding a little rude, but you're a lemon, Leon. Like a bad car. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.